Y'all ready for this? Oh, yeah. What up, baby? Welcome back to What Lincoln's Thinking. I'm Peyton Peterson, joined by Trump Daddy. And Trump, I want to start off the show with some good news, okay? What's that? I don't know if you heard of Bush Light. Oh, have I heard of Bush Light? I live and die by that shit, dog. Well, and by no means are we sponsored by Bush Light, but we should be by now. Yeah, but sponsor us, you motherfuckers. Anyways, they came out with these badass new fishing cans, and what what do you say? How would you rank them amongst the Bush Light Edition cans? Of all the Bush Light Edition cans, I'd say that's probably number three. That's, that's pretty. That's pretty sick. That's pretty sick right there. And what what do you have at, at number two and number one? Number one, you gotta go like the OG, like back in like the two thousands, late nineties. Just good old-fashioned bush. I think it had a little, like, thermostat on it. Just showing how fucking cold that shit was. And number two, I really like the corn cans. I don't know why. Just, like, the whole idea of it being, like, yellow just kind of threw me for a loop real quick. And I kind of liked it. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing like supporting your farmers. And yeah. um, I'm from Nebraska, so I'm all about the corn. Karen, baby. Motherfucker loves those. What are those little fucking shit Halloween candies that you love? Candy corn? Candy corn. God Damn, dude, those things are mid. <laughs> I mean, they're I didn't, I'm not obsessed with them, but they're not the worst thing. You're from the Nebraska, you fucking love them. All right, let's get started here with the uh, Super Bowl and our rearview mirrors. What are your immediate thoughts after that game? I'll tell you one thing. Mahomes was on those fucking perk thirties, baby. That man was ripped out of his goddamn mind. He came out of halftime, looked like a whole new man. He limped into the locker room, came out just slinging that rock. But if he was on the perk 30s, he definitely proved what everyone already thinks he is. He's already a top five quarterback of all time. Where would you have him on your top five? On if my you top were, five? If you were right to make now, that top five. I'd say he's a solid four at this spot as of right now. I know that's crazy to say he's still really early in his career, but I think four as of right now is not. Not too much of a reach for myself. I, I'd have him at three. Yeah, have him at three? Tom Brady at one, Joe Montana at two, Patrick Mahomes. Oof. I'm going to go with Peyton Manning at four and John Elway at five. You think he's better than Peyton Manning already? Damn right he is. Damn, dude. Peyton Manning, with his big-ass fucking forehead, was slinging that bitch. Slinging ducks, but I understand he wasn't a winner. A lot of MVPs. Yeah. He should have won. Like, those defenses are way better than any defense that Chiefs ever had. So, I'll give you that. Mahomes definitely probably deserves to be above Peyton Manning, but my top five probably goes Tom Brady, which is pretty unarguable. I think you can't possibly say anyone else. And then Peyton Manning, and then Joe Montana, and then Patrick Mahomes. And I used to be a big Brett Favre guy, but then I saw he actually was a lot of fucking picks. So... Probably go with Johnny Unitas. Old, old Colts quarterback. Yeah, just Mahomes' resume at this point in time is just unreal. You can't even... It's untouchable. He's 27 years old, five-time Pro Bowler, two-time Super Bowl champion, two-time MVP, I think two-time first-team All-Pro, and he's been to five straight AFC championship games. Yeah. 
Would you say that the Chiefs are a dynasty already? I think you'd have to, man. Like, they've been to three Super Bowls and won two in the past seven years pretty easily. Like, five straight AFC Championship games. Yeah. Oh, and I'm I'm just receiving word that we have we have a soundbite of Patrick Mahomes here post game interview when he was asked about his thoughts following following the victory. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and cut to him real quick. Here is the live audio from him. I'm the best quarterback in the league. All right, when you try me with the star defense like the Philadelphia Eagles, that's the results you're gonna get. Don't even question it. I'm out here throwing fucking dimes to Travis Kelsey. I gotta go and miss Piggy. All right. And he's the best fucking coach alive. I'm the best quarterback in the league. Thank, thank you, Patrick, for some wise and elegant words. That's, some, that's a bold take there out of Patrick Mahomes. And I'm sure he means no disrespect about Philly's defense, who was pretty real last season. But I'll tell you what was unreal, and that was Patrick Mahomes' second-half performance. Moving on from Mahomes, though. Chiefs Kingdom, you got to fight for your right. Travis Kelsey, you know, after another Super Bowl win, you got to view him even higher as one of the great tight ends. And one thing that we just love about Travis Kelsey is that man knows about the BC boys. He does. He loves it. And I appreciate how much he loves to party. And, you know, the BC boys, they gave us that right to party in the year of 1986. They gave us the right to party. So we might as well enforce it. Amen. I couldn't have put it in better words. And... Well, the Chiefs, they got a, if you're a Chiefs fan, you got a lot of things to be happy about. But one thing that's just, this is tragic for the Chiefs fan base and their organization, and that is, here we go, grab your tissues. Backup quarterback Chad Henney has retired. What do you think about that, Colton? I mean, former second-round pick, this man's 37 years old. He's played 14 season in the, seasons in the league. He's been with Kansas City since... 2018, he threw a touchdown in the playoff game against the Jaguars when Mahomes went out to the injury. Like, what can you say to his career and just how big of a loss is that going to be to Kansas City to lose an absolute dog like dog. Chad Henney? It's big, man. Because Chad Henney was an absolute thought. I mean, that man had a fucking dump truck on him. And he was holding that locker room down, if you know what I'm saying. They're going to miss him. Like, he's, go- he's, the- he's the piece that they need to win these rings. Yeah, I mean... 60 career touchdown passes and 63 interceptions. I mean, you just can't coach that. You can't. I've tried. And moving on from the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, the Eagles put up a hell of a performance. Jalen Hurts, I think, shocked the world. He outplayed Mahomes. Like, you could make that argument. And the thing is, with them, I say this as a Niners fan, it's not easy to sustain success because they have a lot of old guys and they have some guys that they are going to need to pay. I mean, like Fletcher Cox... Um, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Brandon Graham, those are all old guys that are going to be thinking about retirement. You're already paying Slay and A.J. Brown. Who knows if you can – I mean, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, I believe he's a free agent. How are you going to pay Devontae Smith? Like, what do you see for them coming forward? And obviously, Jalen Hurts isn't going anywhere. Yeah. I'm honestly not too worried about the Eagles. Like, I think their team is just so good all around that they could probably talk all those old fuckers into playing one more season. And they can probably just – plug and fill those spots that they're probably going to lose players on because Gardner Johnson, I've been on him since college. That guy's, that guy's got what it takes, for sure. But I think the Eagles have a good little run. I would not be surprised if they win a Super Bowl before everyone gets paid and 
everybody retires and dies. I think I, the Eagles actually proved a lot to me. Like, I thought the Chiefs were going to win. I thought they were going to win for sure. But the Eagles definitely put up more of a fight than I thought they were going to. So I, I'm looking, I'll have high hopes for the Eagles. But while we're talking about the NFL here, not to put you on the spot, Trump, but Derek Carr was released from the Raiders. Trump, what do you, where do you see Derek Carr going? I believe that he'll end up going to the Saints. I feel like the Saints probably, they have a good roster. They do have a good roster. So I think they probably just are thinking they're just a quarterback away. You know, I don't think Derek Carr is going to get him over that hump, but NFL teams make dumb decisions all the time. And I bet they probably end up signing Derek Carr. I'm with you, and I think that's definitely a place he should be looking to go. But for me, the New York Jets, that's where he's Ooh, headed. The, the, Jets. the Jets are a team that nearly made the playoffs with Zach Wilson and Mike White at quarterback. And this is a team that's sort of built like the Niners. They like to run the ball and be physical with their defense. And they don't need great quarterback play. They just need an adult in the building who can sling the ball and hand it to Brees Hall. I don't know, man. I don't think he'd live up to the hype in New York. I think he'd... Like, if you're going to live in the hype of Vegas, he's not going to make it in New York. I'm fucking walking here, douchebag. Yeah, he's going to get that every fucking day he walks down the street. <laughs> he's going to crack, baby. <laughs> what about Aaron Rodgers? You think he stays in Green Bay? Well, is he still in his whole fucking five-day... Darkness sit- retreat? Yeah, I think he, he started room. that like a day ago or something like that. I don't think he's going to come back. So I think he's need to go to an insane asylum after that. He's going to go fucking crazy. And I think he retires. Because, uh... Yeah, he's going to go fucking insane. Who the hell wants to sit in a dark-ass room for five fucking days? But, given that joke, I think he's probably going to go. I think he's dipping. I think he... It didn't seem like he really even gave a fuck this year. We talked about this before, but do you really think he would retire and be in the same Hall of Fame class as Tom Brady? No. Nope. You think he would let it let, it, let that happen? Yeah, that's a fair point. He's kind of... And he's already, like, under contract, going to make, fuck, just shy of $50 million for the season, probably? Who knows? Yeah, that, that's actually some very, very solid points. And he's kind of like... What's the word I'm trying to think of here? Like, a dick? A dick, yeah. Like, he wants, all be, wants everything to be about him, and he definitely knows he'll get shadowed by Tom Brady if he retires this year. So, I bet he stays just out of spite. Let's see. Let's dive into the NBA a little bit here as the trade deadline recently went down. There were some wild trades, you know. Who do you think, Trump, who do you think is like the, the winners and the losers of the NBA trade deadline and what can you see moving forward as the, the all-star break is right around the corner? Surprisingly, I think the Lakers actually were the winners in a lot of them. Like they got, they got no superstars, but they got a lot of good like bench players, key players, players that can actually probably start and actually win you games. Yeah, who, who do you think are the uh, the losers? I'm going to say the Nets. You can't just have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and trade both of them. I mean, this includes James Harden of like a year ago when they traded them. And not get a single star player in return. Yeah. Like, they they did get a lot of like role players and good forwards. Like, they, they got, like, like, McCall Bridges is not a bad player, but like, zero star players? Like, they just have a... A bunch of rotational players, and Ben Simmons is—he's gonna find himself playing overseas here soon because he—he's trash. He can't play any position. Every time he shoots the ball, I'm like, God, that's fucking hideous. But and to tack on to that, I think the team that won the trade deadline is the Suns, and that's just because they acquired Kevin Durant. It doesn't matter. I mean, obviously he's injured. He's supposed to come back after the All Star break. But I, I'm picking the Suns to go to the finals now. Oh, you're picking the Suns? 
with I mean they made it there a couple of years ago, yeah, and fair. now they have Kevin Durant. So if Kevin Durant's healthy, I don't. I mean the West is weird. So it's like, it's pretty stacked, but like Curry's been hurt like most of the season. Like it's very unpredictable. Like who do they have to beat? Who's like the dominant team? Like the Grizzlies are they seem to underachieve. Yeah. I mean if if Kyrie plays, the Mavericks probably aren't terrible. But I'm my finals predictions here. So you guys all know right now. I got the Bucks winning it over the Suns. That's a pretty fair take. I who, definitely... who who would you who you see winning it? I also agree with the Bucks. I also think the Bucks are going to make it back to the championship. I think they're going to win it this year. But I don't think they're going to play the Suns. I think the Suns are just like the too obvious of a choice. I think they're going to have bad chemistry. Durant's going to want to try to shoot some dumb shots. Booker's going to think it's sell his team. Chris Paul is going to be fucking broken in the postseason like he always is. And I'm going to go with the two-time MVP. I think he finally goes over the hedge and he carries his team to a championship. I think Jokic is going to do it. The Nuggets? The Nuggets. I think he's going to do it, man. He has to do it. Like, he like, obviously has a Hall of Fame career. There's no doubt about that. But, like, no one ever thinks of him as, like, a top-five center or a top-five power forward, which, whichever way you want to call him. Like, all-time, you mean? Yeah. yeah. And he's he's... A two-time MVP. Like, Shaq's not a two-time MVP. I don't have him above Shaq, all right? But I think he needs to go to the finals. Like, I think it'll kind of be a big, like, blemish on his career if he does not go to a championship. Like, at least all these great players at least went to a championship. But if he never even goes, I think this is his year. I think this is his year. If you are top three player in the league, like, in the running, like, he's, he's, like, the leading candidate to win MVP again. Yeah. That'll be three straight years, which would be outrageous, but unless I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure most of the teams are actually finally healthy again. Yeah, Jamal Murray's been playing, Michael Porter Jr.'s I mean he's kind of a bust, but yeah. I mean Caldwell Pope has been a good addition to their team and I mean Aaron Gordon is he's he's just kinda of there. But yeah. it's a solid team. I mean they just got Thomas Bryant from the Lakers of the trade deadline, solid backup center, so Yeah. I'm gonna give the Nuggets a chance. Like, it might actually end up becoming the Suns, but I don't know. I just got something about those Nuggets, man. Go Nugs, baby. And moving on from the sports world, Trump, you mentioned the Beastie Boys, and they they gave us that right to party, and Travis Kelsey, you know, he stresses it a lot. So we kind of like that mentality, and I'm I'm sure I've, I've, I've heard rumors that you also like to party. Is, oh. is this true? Yeah, dude. I love, you know, nothing gets me more excited than this shocking a beer, throw back a shot of implements, and just playing some putt-putt, dude. I'd recommend everyone to go to Lincoln at least five times. And then try to remember what the hell happened every single time you went there. Because you're going to get fucked up. Every time we go down there, you know, we're with all our friends. I don't know what it is. Like, a lot of our friends don't even live there anymore. No. But we'll just go down to Lincoln, and like everyone just kind of like flocks down there. And we just get real stupid. We just get real loud. We get real goofy. We get a little gay. Not gonna lie. And uh, we just get weird, man. Like we just start drinking. My favorite memory last year from Putt Putt. I won't say my favorite memory, but one of my favorite memories was we hadn't even started playing Putt Putt yet. Like we were just waiting around, and the thing said "Shotgun at 11. The piece of paper said like "Shotgun at 11. It must be like some kind of. It's a golf reference. Must I... be some golf reference. I don't know. We took it as we're gonna shotgun a beer at 11. And Peyton here was like. Just start. He like took over the show. Like he was like at we're at this bar called Lampkins, and we were like first in line. Like we were perched up there for a while. And then Peyton's like, "Hey, 
my name's Todd Peterson. Uh, thanks for coming down and uh, let's, let's, let's play some putt putt. And then all five of us just shotgun to beer. We had a little mini speaker. We're blaring Nickelback and a bunch of random mass music. And I think we're the life of the party. There's like 500 people in this putt putt tournament. And the, t- the town is only, it's less than a thousand. So like, there's people out of town in this tournament. And our team this year, we're putts and sluts. That's right. Putts and, and sluts, baby. If you know us, you probably have seen our shirts. And yes, they're offensive to women. <laughs> so we just, you know, you drink all day. You go from bar to bar playing putt-putt. We didn't even finish each hole, but we stayed up drinking till 3 o'clock in the morning. And eventually I found myself falling face first in the bar and biting through my lip. Yeah, but I wish I was there to see you just fall flat in your fucking face. And it, see, <laughs> for, so for me, I, I slipped and I fell face first on the floor in the bar. And in my mind, I got right back up. And I was pissed off after this. I was so pissed off. And Abby said I was on the ground for like, Abby and Jagger watched it, I guess. And they said I was on the ground for a while. God, dude. <laughs> Maybe just knock yourself out. I don't know, man. It was it was one of those nights. It's but Night, night. So we're big advocates for day drinking. And there's something about that nice weather that just makes you want to drink bush light. Yeah. Lincoln is definitely a drinking environment. So if you're ever looking to get blacked out... <laughs> Lincoln's probably the place for you, and you will find if you go to any of the bars, I'm going to say, eh, I'd say 90% of the people are drinking Bush Light. Yeah, yeah, they do love Bush Light. They love it there. Some bars have dollar Bush Lights, dude. Imagine, wherever you're listening from, I guarantee you can't go to a bar and get a beer for a dollar. That's insane. Lincoln's a dark place, man. When's the last time, Trump, when's the last time you went to Lincoln and didn't get fucked up? Dude, I don't think... Ever. Like, ever I graduated, ever since I graduated high school and I would come back and visit, I don't think I've not gotten, like, pretty tuned. You're almost 24 years old. Yeah. Oh, dude, I don't know what it is about that town, man. It just makes me want to party. The next thing you know, you're closing that bitch down, stumbling outside the bar, walking back to your sister's house, wondering, how the fuck did I get into this situation? And you mentioned the rumplements, and it just seems like, you know, you take that rumplement shot... And you just wake up in the stemple ditch. Yeah, it's so fast. You're like, how the hell did I get here? Every fucking time, dude. There's something about it that makes you wonder, like, God, I need help. You know? I, I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so, I so in, in Lincoln, there's a lot of day drinking festivities. There's a lot of events that they do. That really help out the town, like, economically speaking. Like, they need this to support the town. And it's all revolves around drinking. Like, the 4th of July is one of the biggest ones. And you know firsthand, Colton, how, how much fun the 4th of July is. And speaking of the 4th of July, we have, right here in the studio, the 2022 Lincoln Rodeo Ring of Fire Champion. Fuck yeah, no. This dude has a mullet like you've never seen. Alright, so, I mean, if you think you've seen a mullet, you're wrong. You're fucking wrong. And, joining us now, Chance, Tandon, Mickey, Sawyer, Barris. Chance, say hello to the folks. Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? That that name is clapped out, dude. Very clapped, very clapped. Well, thanks for joining us, man. You're the first guest ever on What Lincoln's Thinking. How's it feel? Uh, I feel, you know... 
very special. I feel honored to be here. And I understand you've uh, been on cas casting couches before? Uh, uh, I've attempted a casting couch before, but uh, kind of got scared, you know? This is my, my redemption for the casting couch. Well, this is going to be a rise to fame because it's a, it's a shame that the people don't know you already. <clears throat> and let's just dive right into it. So I mentioned he's the Ring of Fire champion. And a lot of you might be like, what the fuck is that? Well... Only the biggest, baddest dudes in the world really are able to pull this off. And Trump, you want to tell the folks what the Ring of Fire is? So yeah, there's a couple of different variations of the Ring of Fire, but the way that the Lincoln Rodeo's been doing it for the past couple of years is that they tie like a like a, a white piece of like tape. Athletic tape. Athletic tape, yeah, yeah. On like the bull's horn. And then you get like a circle full of guys and they just chase after this bull, just trying to take off the tape. <laughs> And that kind of proceeds, you know, to people getting ran over by a bull because you're taking it on head on, dude. Yeah. And so, yeah, previously, yeah, they would have a steer and you would stand in a circle. Like, there's, like, paint and you, like, and you win by being the last one to step out of this out of the circle because this steer's trying to fuck you up, take your nuts off, you know? Yeah. But I think the steer in Lincoln had died. So, recently, yeah, they do the tape on the horn. And it takes a lot longer, but it can be funnier. Like, Chance... What's going through your mind? You've attempted the Ring of Fire twice now, back-to-back -back 4th of Julys. How can you describe that feeling of victory, ripping that ripping that tape off that bull's horn and just winning enough, enough money to cover your bar tab that night? Um, You know, what was going through my mind was once I got it, I was like, man, now I don't have to get my ass kicked by a bull. But, yeah, um, it was really nice to be able to pay for my bar tab, but at the same time, like, everybody else was paying for my bar tab because they're like, oh, you're the fucking champion, let's go! So, yeah. Um, I don't know, the initial, like, build-up to them opening up the gates, it's like, man, this thing, you know, at first you're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm super cocky, I got this, like, easy money, cake, and then they open up the gate and you're like, that thing is a lot bigger up in person. Just You have some kids that are wearing like pads, helmets, and they're all scared to death, and Chance is just standing there, cock out, mullet out, and we're just sitting there. We, we were trying to bet, bid on him, but like we, we're pretty broke. We're like I, I don't know how high we can go. And just some dude sees him, and he hadn't trimmed his mullet in a while, and he's like, fuck it, I'll put 400 bucks on the hippie. Like So it's a really fun process. Yeah, so then... Uh... How many times did the bull run you over before you actually got the tape off? Oh, um, I think like three or four times. Uh, yeah. It, and those were like solid hits too. Like, oh, oh yeah. Straight chest to fucking bull head <laughs> ratio, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. Straight chest to bull head. And then uh, there was one time where it fucking crammed me to the ground. And then I got up, turned around, and it was coming for more. So, you know, I just embraced it and took another fucking cram to the ground. Yeah, it was... You're like, I'm gonna take a quick breath real quick before I go back at that. Yeah, yeah, that, that fucking terrified me for a second. That's what I loved about yours, though. Like, a lot of people, they'll get hit, and they'd be like, no, no, I'm done. I'm yeah. done. You got hit, like, three times. <laughs> and you, you were, like, leading, like, the chase. Like, you were, like, chasing down this massive animal. Well, yeah, when so... People, when people are running away from it, you're actually like, trying to get to it. Like, come back here, motherfucker. Well, yeah, so, uh, initially, like, we were doing the, the Calcutta, the bidding and whatnot, and there was two of the guys who were like, oh, man, I don't think I'm gonna... 
I think I'm going to, like, not do this. I'm just going to hop the fence and leave. And I was like, come on, guys, you can't chicken out now. Like, you're already here. Like, here in about two more minutes, we're going to be doing this. And then I was like, guys, you guys are going to puss out. I'm, I automatically win. And then, you know, I was talking really big, so I was like, oh, I can't not fucking perform. Well, I'm going to show these guys who's boss. And yeah. you certainly did. You won over a couple hundred bucks, I believe, and that was just... Nice to take some cash away from that little venture to Lincoln. Oh, yeah. And speaking of performing, you're also a former collegiate wrestler. Oh. And I've heard this story before, but it seems like you pretty much got on the team strictly because you had a mullet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I got accepted to college. Like, didn't have any scholarships. They didn't, like, recruit me or anything. I literally walked in. First day of classes, walked up to the wrestling coach, and I was like, hey, you know, um, I heard that you guys accept walk-ons, so, uh, like, I'm here, and I want to walk on. And then the wrestling coach was like, show back up at 4 o'clock, and we'll have our meeting and whatnot, sign some papers, and then you're good to go. Well, I didn't realize this, but it was a couple months later, we had a, um, <clears throat> a tournament, and he's like, hey, mullet! come in here and I like show up sweaty because I was cutting weight and then he's like he's like oh you know do a little spin I gotta show my my guy your mullet and then I like you know do my little spin he's like yeah that mullet's honestly the only reason why I, I accepted him on the the wrestling team and then I was like what and he's like yeah you know I, uh, if you would have asked me for my wife and my firstborn child, you know, I would have said yes right <laughs> then and there. <laughs> oh my gosh. And yeah, so Haver Montana legend, if you don't know Chance here, he, he wrestled up north. And I, I hear Haver has it. Is that true? Uh, Haver does have it. And, you know. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> it means it has it and you don't want it. <laughs> Exactly. And originally from Trout Creek, Montana. And if you're not from Montana, you're not going to know where the fuck that is. And if you are from Montana, you're probably still not going to know where the fuck that is. Yeah, no. Definitely not. It's over by the old Idaho border. Yeah, super small town. I think it's honestly might be a little bit smaller than Lincoln. But oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The only thing that we are known for is our Huckleberry Festival every year. How come you've have you ever have you at least thought about like joining a mullet competition just to see where you rank amongst the mullets? I've always wanted to uh, see where I rank, but you know, there's no real mullet competitions around here that I know of. But you know, that'd be a cool thing to start up in old Montana. What I love about your mullet is like you don't do the whole like fancy steps or anything. Like obviously, like when people get mullet, they do it. Kind of as a, as a joke, yeah, honestly. Yeah. They just get the mullets and they make it look as redneck and white trash as possible. But you are literally doing it as a lifestyle. Like, it's not a haircut. It's a lifestyle. No, yeah, 100%. Like, I've known you since high school. Like, when I first met you, you didn't have any hair. <laughs> yeah, fucking bald. You're bald. <laughs> and then ever since, I think, senior year, junior year? Uh, his sophomore year. Yeah, sophomore mullet, year, yeah, you started growing it? Yeah, yeah. So you had this mullet for like 10 years now. Yeah, uh, going on 11, I think committed dude white trash at its finest yeah at its finest and so while we're on the topic of white trash just for the listeners here do you, do you by chance like bush light oh man i fucking love bush light originally i honestly didn't like bush light for a while and then um uh for the listeners i 
moved in with Peyton and Trump for a couple summers, and that was all they drank was Bush Light. I had never like That's stepped right. foot in Lincoln, Montana, until after I moved in with these guys. Yeah, that that was all they drank was Bush Light, and I was like, oh man, I'm not a fan of Bush Light, but you know what, I'm. Hanging out with the boys, I can't be a pussy. So I was like, oh, you know what? Cracked open a bush light, started drinking it, and just slowly fell in love with it. Now, you know, if they don't have bush light at a bar, I'll get a water. <laughs> hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> Fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. And so, Chance, you're going to be a friend of the show for a long time, I get feeling. And I hope to have you on... Again, at some point, and he's not bringing the mullet back. He is the mullet, okay? And so I just want to say thanks for joining us, Chance. You got anything left to add before we kick you out of here? Ah, uh, I feel honored being With here. With the boys, baby. With the boys. All right, get the fuck out of here, Chance. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and now, it's time for everyone's favorite segment, Tara's... Opinions! Tom Brady is fucking Jeffree Star. Whoa! There you have it, folks. Tom Brady is fucking Jeffree Star. Thanks for joining us, Tara. Ooh. It just got awfully chilly in here. Yeah, dude. I might need to put on a sweater. Oh, my goodness. Why is it so cold in here? That's because... Oh, my goodness! And, folks, if you can tell... That's a nice cold bush light. And no, it's not the new fishing edition, but it'll do. I about, my hand about froze off in the process of me opening that. And let's just, here, give her, give her a sip cold. <laughs> Holy God, that's cold, dude. And that's a wrap, folks. Thanks for listening to What Lincoln's Thinking. Yeah, 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 baby. Doses. Y'all ready for this? Arr! Arr! <laughs> <laughs>